Welcome to Actually Qualified, the podcast by AWPT University that shifts from influence to impact. Each week, we bring you impactful conversations with qualified guests and industry leaders, inspiring both seasoned experts and newcomers in the fitness, health, and business arena. Tune in for thought-provoking discussions bridging the gap between knowledge and practice, because at AWPT University, we believe those with qualified education and experience should have the biggest influence. Join us on Actually Qualified every week as we elevate what it truly means to be actually qualified in the industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Actually Qualified podcast. I am your host today, Tara McKenzie. And if you have ever wondered how to make it as an influencer or how to increase your social media presence and reach, then this is the episode for you. Today, I'm joined by the lovely Lily Jane Babick, an influencer and fitness enthusiast based in Newcastle, New South Wales. And she joins us on the pod today to talk all about her journey as an influencer, how she has created and curated her audience online and shares her tips for how to grow on social media. I absolutely loved this conversation with Lily and I know you will too. Let's jump straight in. Welcome, welcome. Thank you very much. Very excited. So let's jump straight into the episode. We start our new season three episodes with a series of quick fire questions. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got a mixture of like fun, silly ones, some career ones, getting to know you ones. Um, but yeah, the idea is I'll shout them your way and whatever the first thing that comes into your mind, you can say. Beautiful. Ready. <laughs> so, all right. Number one, if you could only do one exercise for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Um, back squats, low bar back squats. Always. I think they, for me, they benefit all parts of the body and out of anything that I've seen the most growth and results with is my squatting. So everything, whether it's my my glutes, my quads, my any part of my leg, my back muscles, my arms, all that stuff, I feel like it works for everything. And I could do a full day of lower body just for squats happen. I love that. Mm. Me and back squats, me and squats in general have such a love-hate relationship. Like oh. I know they're good. I know I need to do them more often, yeah. but I'm bad at them. And so then I don't want to do them, but then I know I'll get better at them if I That's do. It. Literally, I remember when I started, like even in, started going to the gym, loved hip thrusts for like mm-hmm. a hot minute there and a good pump. But if you can get a squat, whether it's heavy or not, if you can nail a squat, the pump and the next day after pain you have in your glutes and the pump after, I just yeah. can't beat it. What would you say is one daily habit? or routine that contributes to your overall well-being that is not your fitness routine? Oh, not my fitness routine. Mm -mm. Um, Probably my 6 a.m. coffee with my girlfriends every morning. Mm. So I train, training, we got to be at where I train at quarter to five. So I'll train 5 a.m. till 6, and then I always see my girlfriends for coffee. Whether I miss training or I sleep in, I always go coffee with my girlfriends. It's a debrief, whether I'm having a good day or a bad day. I have my caffeine, come home, I'm hungry. It's just something that for me sets up my day. And if I don't go, yeah, I can, not that I'm sad, but I just can tell a shift in mind. Like, oh, I just want to have my morning bent so I'm more calm at work. I love that. No, that's such yeah. a good one. Like, because as you say, it's a mixture of that kind of social connection. It's that ritual yeah. aspect of it as well. It's the yeah. caffeine, which is always like <laughs> a necessity. A necessity at that time in the morning too. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Always. All right. Um, if you had a theme song that played every time you entered a room, what would it be? I had to really think about this one because mm-hmm. I love so like I love music. So I'm very like Drake, kind of like that kind of R and B stuff. But if I'm gonna think of a song right now, it would be Stop Giving Me Advice, uh, by Jack Harlow and Dave. It's new. Oh. But the whole the whole concept of the song talking about like just stop giving people advice if you haven't done A to Z, you know what I mean? Love it. I can walk into a room and be like, yeah, stop it. Okay. If you could train with any fictional character from movie, book, Mm -hmm. anything, who would it be and, like, what kind of workout do you think you'd do? Probably Captain America. Mm -hmm. Had to think about that as well. Because it's like a few – I don't want to – I wouldn't choose, like, an animated person Mm -hmm. as such, but, like, maybe someone, like, strong and handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it a bit easier, a bit of I can be working out, right? <laughs> and I think it'd be more of a um like conditioning sprint. I feel like he like I'd want to run. Yeah. You know, a bit of chases. I feel like that would probably, that would work. <laughs> I'd sprint for him and I think I'd get some really good PBs out. So <laughs> I love that. Good answer. Um yeah, what is one piece of advice you wish you had received growing up or at the start of your journey as, you know, on social media, your journey just in work, in life? Yeah. What's something if you could go back and tell maybe like your 16, 17, 18 year old self, what would you say? Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me, I think I've been a very big people pleaser my whole life. And I think only maybe last maybe like 12 months ago is when I started realising because I had certain people in my life who were like, you need to stop letting everyone, not trottle over me, but I'm a real yes girl. I tend to say yes and do everything that I can for everyone and I was still getting some in return but I was burning myself out. So if I go back to me at 16, I'd just say, you know, you'll eventually figure out who your good friends are but you need to stop doing things to please other people because I would be doing everything I do in my day-to-day life on top of then trying to fit in friends and go pick up and offer to go do things for friends that are busy when I'm literally not giving myself any time. So I think I'd just literally say stop trying to fit into everyone's box and idea of you. Just chill it out. You'll have your good girlfriends. I've got my circle now. I've got good relationships around me now and it's all based off how I've improved in that aspect of my life, just learning to it's okay to say no. If someone doesn't value you saying no for that, that's fine. But that was a huge, that's probably the biggest thing. Even like what I'm doing now with my socials and work, everything I'm doing, I'm doing because I love it. And I don't think I have one thing in my life right now that I'm not happy in. Mm, I love that. And I'd mm. love to sort of, I mean, we can kind of go into it now because that's the yeah. end of my like quick fire questions, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, I would love to sort of dive into that idea a little bit more as far as, you know, finding your your like tribe your circle of people so how did you sort of get to the place that you're at now especially if you said it's only really been in the last 12 months oh literally so I think um for me so I graduated school went to a smaller school graduated with like 24-ish people tiny um Mm -hmm. had some good girlfriends a couple of like just acquainted people was always playing soccer with the boys so like just kind of small group left school graduated school and then went to uni met a few friends I'm a few friends through my degree in uni um and even in that stage of my life I was hanging out with a vast different amount of groups like I had um a friendship circle in my area I had a friendship circle in town I had my soccer friends cousins like I had all different groups and at that point when you're 
like I would have been 18, 19. It was more just like a bit of a party phase. I've, I'd always been in a relationship, so I was always kind of like, you know, with my boyfriend or my family, still saw my girlfriends and that, but I wasn't really a partier. And then I ended up when I was about 19, about to turn 20, I moved. Actually, no, I was 20. I moved from my home um, with mum, dad, and my sisters. I ended up moving into town, which was about 35 minutes away. Um, yeah, so I came to Newcastle and then kind of did, like, I fell off with a few of my good girlfriends, some of them being long-term, like, four or five years, some of them being a shorter period. Didn't cut them off, but was just kind of distant. I was in the middle of figuring out what I wanted to do with my life, didn't really love my degree, so just, like, stuff like that. So I ended up leaving uni. Um, but, yeah, when I got into um, living in town, separated from my other partner, um, kind of started reconnecting with friends again, ended up actually still staying in town and moving into a, uh, my own rental with a girlfriend. Something that I did originally, I would have probably moved home if I wasn't in a position where like I had learned from like relationships I had or people that I was with that maybe you do just need to become more independent and learn what it's like to maybe have the hardest strike of living at a home because I'm from a European family. I've been no rent, looked after, food in the mouth, paid for nothing like you expected to help at home. But I was so fortunate to then go to paying stupid amounts of rent for two yeah. people and groceries and insurance and bread joe and all those life costs so anyways became more dependent um independent sorry and then when that happened and I had to learn to start sacrificing like I can't go out this week and I'll go out with that person because I can't afford that because genuinely just can't afford it yeah like, I've been through phases where I pretend I can afford everything and I'm in a good spot I'm not people do it so for me I was starting to tell the girls oh I can't do this and it was started to become a toxic trait so I'd be like oh I can't do it because I've got this on which was a fib. I just didn't want to be like, oh, I'm actually Can't not in a place where I can spend that this weekend. And that was a hard truth I had to learn, but I learned it and I won't ever let it do it to me again because it's it's bad habit. It's gross. You don't want to be doing it. Your good friends know. And even now when I have that situation, I'm like, hey, it's not going to work this weekend because I've got X expense or this. My friends appreciate that and they understand it and they respect it, which is massive. If your friends don't do that, you need to reassess your friendships. So yeah. Now I'm in a job that I love. I work, instead of working on Monday to Friday, I work Monday to Thursday, which gives me my Fridays off for my socials, which technically isn't a day off. But <laughs> in that, talking about like finding your circle and finding your people now, it's just like I have friends that I don't have to speak to every day. Like my best friend, Kiara, she's full-time working, I'm full-time working. We hardly speak. So then I might message and be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But she's like, you don't have to be sorry. This is life. Like if you think that me not reaching out when I'm hardly even reaching out to mum and dad because I'm so busy, like that's that's all I need. I just need you to understand that me being busy or me not responding isn't me ignoring you. It's more just it's life and I can't now put other things. Like my friends and family always are first, but I have to be able to support myself to sustain a life where I can do that. So I'm. if you had met me a year ago, even my mum said she's like kind of lost my sparkle confidence wasn't like the best I was a little bit insecure not in the bad way but I was just like trying to fit in and like do this whole influencer thing and at that stage I was just like trying to post whatever for free and like you know it was just it was a very confusing time and I was so saturated in a time where it was like Instagram and like as long I don't even care if I don't have friends but if I'm hanging out with influencers because I used to work for like an e-commerce brand where I'd meet heaps of girls that were in that industry I was trying to impress and press and now I'm just like I do my Instagram still, do that, whatever. 
started to get work out of it, which is really exciting. Like I work with brands like Tammy Fit, so I'm doing Tammy Fit at the moment, stuff like that I love. But I'm just like doing my thing with my people around me, my friends support me, my friends know what my biggest priorities are and where my loyalty and everything lies. Like, And that's like I literally sit here and go, I would never want to be in the position I was last year. Like I'm so happy. I don't think I've been this happy in a very long time. I love that. And I love that like out of a a time or a phase in your life that, as you said, like you might have sort of lost that spark, lost that sparkle, you know, you're able to sort of like find and navigate your way through it and also reflect on the lessons that you've learned from that kind of journey. Because I think so many of us, regardless of, you know, the industry that you're in or like where you've grown up, like Mm. it very much is reminiscent of every human being's experience in their 20s even 30s like every new life phase these kind of lessons come up again and like finding your people as as adults is really hard (laughs) and the reality is I'm even in my age now and you still will meet people that you will know now and I kind of want to use time I might not be speaking to some of the people I do now but you had to I had to learn to be okay with that and I think the biggest part where I recognized that I wasn't the problem but I, I was a contributing factor to that is like when you have hard conversations with your parents or your close friends and they're like you don't understand we're telling you this because we love you like I was very defensive someone could tell me something you've done this wrong or any sort of feedback I'm sure I was shocking you could yeah. not tell me that something I did was incorrect or not in alignment with you because I'm stubborn like I was really stubborn I was like you don't know what this is like you don't know what this friendship's like you don't know what this relationship's like you don't know what this workplace is doing from this workplace I just love being liked and I know it sounds really bad but I just wanted everyone to talk about how nice I am and and now like I'm probably a bit more I don't want to say a hard ass well my mum would probably sound more of a hard (laughs) ass now but I've got a bit of grit now stand up for myself still learning still bite my tongue and have to apologize for things or still look on things now and go I'm so glad I did that I should have done it three months earlier yeah well it's just sort of like the journey of understanding and acknowledging like your self-worth and you know there's there's two sides of that I think as well in terms of yeah sort of knowing what you're worth knowing when to say no to things knowing when certain relationships aren't serving you anymore but then also like respecting yourself enough to know that you know you're never fully complete yeah. in terms of evolving as a human and like oh for sure 2024 we continue to grow like and even like the growing side of it and I think you were talking about how you want to dive more into like, this, like getting into this influencing yeah so you call it because obviously <laughs> I'm in like this fitness world now where I post what I'm doing for my lower body workout and everyone's mm-hmm. like how'd you get an ass and I'm yeah. like it's totally secret it's actually kind of genetic <laughs> enhancement <laughs> um but when I this like kind of relates to obviously like when I was transitioning and when I was trying to figure out who I was as you can say I think I was 19 yeah I was 19 and I posted a photo in a bikini honestly my trip my before and after I've always been big eater like always small frame but like big eater always doing sport um and I posted a photo just before I ever went to the gym so I started going to the gym when I was 19 mm-hmm. so I'd never stood foot in a gym form shocking thought I was the bee's knees when I started I look back now on old reels and I'm like you are crazy (laughs) you could see yourself now sweetheart you'd be so proud um but I posted a photo so I really didn't have any followers I was maybe like in like the 2000 3000 bracket which is still a lot of followers at 19 
posted a photo and I never understood what the concept of the for you page was on Instagram. So you just end up on the page sometimes and posts just go like like TikTok. You go viral yeah. and it just skyrockets. So I post this photo and a bikini from Belly Bear Swimwear. I remember they were tiny swimmers. Mum was not impressed. It was just from the front, nothing showing, never post the ass cheeks. But I post this photo and it ends up getting like I think the reach on it was like two point eight million. Um, Far out. Random. Like I even said to mum, I'm trying to explain to mum what that means. And she's yeah. like, I don't. Like when they weren't a big social media family. My parents are really young, but they were just like, I don't really, the social media, we don't love it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll make you love it. Um, anyway, started going viral. So from 3,000 followers, I got to 13.6. I remember, I just remember the day waking up and being like 10,000 followers overnight for a photo i'm just standing there in a bikini for a free collab i was young oh my god free swimmers (laughs) overnight and i was like holy crap and this is where all that influencing started happening like where people were i never understood when people would reach out and be like we want you to post Mm. so i was starting to do work and when you get ten thousand followers at 19 yeah and people notice you think you're pretty cool yeah it was such an ego thing it was i hated it like I loved it at the time, but now I look and I'm like, you should have handled that with so much more poise. I was just a bit like, you know, oh, yeah, I've got this now. I always wanted to the first to talk about it. What do you do? Oh, I study at uni, um, but I have 13. Like it was a personality trait. It was gross. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I hate the word influencer. I hate like all that stuff. You're like, oh, now you hate it. But back then, like, oh, my God. You know, from my small little area, it's like, oh, i got a couple of followers. Like people in, New- people in Newcastle are following me. I'm like, wow, you must do something. <laughs> But um, the photo got like 2.6 million reach, 28,000 likes, and then that blew up. So then when I turned 19, I was with someone at the time that was super into the gym, and I was like, oh, my God, I would love to go to the gym. Like I just never had an interest in it ever, had no idea what I was doing, so ended up getting a PT, which was the PT centre. I don't know if you know Sequoia Stewart. Have you ever heard of her? Yes, yes, yes. So yes. she was my PT. So she has the PT centre, which is massive in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Women's gym, unreal. Um, had no idea what I was doing and someone had actually said, oh, Sequoia Stewart. And I was like, okay, cool. So I did a year of PT with Sequoia. Oh, maybe just under a year. And she was amazing. I was posting for her in return. She was doing PT with me three times a week, which now wow. that I look at it, like in the time, super Real. grateful. When you look three days a week of PT in return for some videos, which got great return but yeah. not return in that way it's more just views bit of traction what I got out of that like she made me you know what I mean so yeah. I started going there I remember when I went there and I showed her how I squat she was like girlfriend what are you doing and I was <laughs> like oh, I don't know I don't know what I'm doing this is why I love my squats because I started from the shittest form to going into someone that actually had a formed squat unbelievable so anyway I started going to Sequoia the results being someone who's small, who genetically, or like obviously with my sprinting and stuff, had you know a bit of a perky bum, but still small, no muscle. Like I was just kind of a stick. Yeah. Um, my results were stupid. Like I put muscle, I put some, like a substantial amount of muscle on for how little I was, so quick, and like you get addicted to it. It's like a, it's like a drug. You're like, oh my god, I love that. Keep going, kept going. So I smashed it out for twelve weeks. Started learning some more form. Kept going, kept going, and then I ended up seeing my results before and after, and it was shot. I was like, 
oh my god so then that's when I started kind of went by myself just doing like my own gym taking myself which was hard because when you're taking yourself you can lose your accountability and you do get a little bit complacent and lazy so I was still going for a little while when I was working in hospital I didn't work till like 10 so I did the gym at like maybe 7 30 or 8 like sometimes later um, and then go to work so stuff like that I was still getting it done and then went by myself went back to soccer so I took a year off soccer soccer again when people say to me what's your workout routine it's like well I do this but I also train what you would call full-time for someone like three nights of training a week two-hour sessions full conditioning sessions you're running with the ball that's another thing that when people ask me oh can I have your program it's like you can I can show you like some stuff that I do but are you going to go and play field sport and like go run around extra like I don't want to tell you to go run like goose for two hours but we do you just go and run so All um all that went back to soccer and then kind of started going to the gym only like two, three times a week. Got a little bit over it. Um loved how I looked. Like I love like not being like a lovo, but you know, you like a certain way like your bum gets a bit bigger. Yeah. So I went through a phase where I loved my shoulders. I was like, I just want to have big shoulders. Yeah. And then kind of just stopped. Like played soccer, just ran around, stopped. Would go like maybe once a week with a friend or like do something, maybe a run or a walk, always walk um yeah just like kind of stopped and then recently about june joined a gym called pinpoint <laughs> and it's like a, a like a i want to say like a conditioning not crossfit but it's mm-hmm. like heavy weights conditioning like it built yeah i had i had a figure and then they made everything like you'd finish a session there on glute day and you'd take a photo and you'd be <laughs> like this is this is how you pump your glutes. Like you just feel so solid when you come out. Yeah, you try and walk through a door and you're like, I'm oh, sorry, my like glutes are too oh, big. So yeah, my I like walk, walk around and be like, oh, my God, thanks for the pump. But like <laughs> that, I loved it because it was like high intensity. You're doing like full conditioning, like skier, bike, rower, and you get this bit of like competition, like healthy competition. But yeah. it's like you're with a bunch of girls who are competitive, but not in a bad way, but just like want to get in there and everyone's cheering you on. And when you get a PB, you get to ring a bell, like stuff like that. That's so fun. And yeah. That's why now, like doing all this content now and this influencing side, I don't feel like it's work. And I think it really does represent who I am and what I do. But there's so much me in any training that I do do. Like I still, I went back to sprint training two weeks ago with these guys at game speed and they just teach you how to fix your form. And I've done one day of that and we did a couple of photos and we've like collaborated and stuff. But you just feel like everything I post I know is exactly who I am in my sporting-wise and athletic, like what I'm doing for myself fitness-wise and as an athlete, you could say. It all represents exactly what I want to put on my social media. Like I've never, one thing I've never done, this is the first time I've ever spoken. Like I don't even get on my story and speak. Like I don't, I'm not a speaker on my story. And a lot of my stuff, I do photo dumps or I, post a photo of me and my sister or a random selfie but it's I don't feel like for considering how many followers I have now I actually couldn't really tell you a point in time where I thought I was influencing people because I don't feel like that I thought people just enjoy what I post mm. and I've had a couple of lucky hits with TikTok and Instagram where something goes off and people just end up there but I love like everything personal work what my day looks like everything it's just exactly where it should be. It's just busy. Like my yeah. days are stupid, <laughs> like ridiculous. Yeah. And I suppose, as you say, it's it's that authenticity piece in sort yeah. of everything that you do, especially 
when it comes to like the personal brand mm. and sort of that influencing piece on social media it's yeah. yeah like how can you incorporate you know the stuff that you're doing or post about the yeah. stuff that you're doing and have perhaps like have a strategy with the social media because you know it is a business yeah um how can you sort of marry those two things like have a strategy try and grow want to grow yeah. which is perfectly fine um yeah and great but also like how can you maintain that authenticity um, oh for sure like I know that even when I post like a photo for a brand I'm like I'm not going to get on there and be like try this this is what I use it's going to be so authentic like I'll post a photo for White Fox or Tiger Mist or whatever clothing brand you could think of there's just the first in my head right now and I'll just post it casually tag and just be like oh blazer season or you know, something casual, like TikTok, my biggest thing at the moment, I've, I work obviously with two guys in my team and he's one of the guys' name's Jared and I started doing outfit of the day in finance because I get super dressed up for finance, mm-hmm. so my heels and my pants and blazer. You've got it. So just doing, we just got to work and I just run the camera and be like, so this is what I'm wearing and I'm like, Jared, and he's like, oh, uniform shop, uniform shop, uniform shop, like no idea, but people I even started working with brands, right? They're like, we want to send you stuff. And I said, I'm happy to do work for you, but I'll just wear one of your things in my video because I still probably wear it to work, but I'll just say it's from White Fox. And when people ask, that'll give you your traction. Like it's still so like I wouldn't think it's too promo. Hmm. And I don't want it to be like that because then exactly. a lot of my friends, it's worse when someone knows you and they're like, you don't really support that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, And, and I feel like that says a lot about, you as well in terms of wanting things to be authentic understanding too that social media can be a business and like is for you you know an additional source of income and is an additional source of work and so treating it as such as well yeah Um, and yeah sort of finding that that balance We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Actually Qualified podcast. I'm Kayla, the founder of AWPT University. And if you're here, you're probably a dedicated fitness professional, personal trainer, or online coach who aspires to create an impact in the women's health and fitness industry through up-leveling your knowledge and skills, servicing your clients to the highest standard, and building a business that changes both you and your clients' lives. Because we value your continuous education and want to reward our podcast listeners who are committed to their growth and learning, we want to gift you $200 off our OG AWPT eight-week certification. This comprehensive online course covers women's anatomy and biomechanics, training and programming, female health and nutrition, training during pregnancy and postpartum, perimenopause, and so much more. Visit www.awptuniversity.com today and use the code AWPTPODCAST, one word and all uppercase, at checkout. We've also linked it in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. And that the balance thing is probably something that's just like I get up, go to the gym at 4.30. Well, I get up at 4.30 to go to the gym for quarter to five, train five to six, coffee with the girls six to seven. I work at eight, so I've got that hour go home get ready for a corporate job go work for 8 a.m to 5 30 on my half an hour break I'm generally filming content that's due mm-hmm. so in my half an hour break I'm smacking down KFC let's keep it real or something <laughs> that I've made the night before like a salad I'm eating taking content on my half an hour break going back to work finishing work at 5 30 and going to soccer training at 6 15 for two hours by the time I come home get my groceries and make dinner it's nine o'clock and I haven't even showered then I repeat mm-hmm. it four days yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like it's I'm so hard on my I'm so hard on myself and I'm constantly tired. And let's keep it real. I skip a lot of gym sessions. I usually always make it up, whether it's in the afternoon or I go do my own thing or get outside. I always will. But I had to, I was trying to live up. Even now, it's what I'm mm. saying. I've grown, but I still, I feel bad when I miss the gym. And I'm like, wait a second. If you're tired, rest. I'm yeah. so big on that. If you're tired, why go to the gym and do a half-assed effort where you can have a sleep in and have it go on the Arvo, crack a PB? Yeah. You know, stuff like that where I'm just like, I'm getting better at now. And I'm someone, like, even my weekends, love being booked out busy. Lunch, dinner with girls, go out, do this, mum and dad. Like, I just love doing that. And sometimes you just have to be like, I can't do it, I'm tired. Mm. Like I said to my mum and dad, oh, I love you. So I was going to come out and see you. I go for the drive after soccer training to go see mum and dad all the day that I have off from soccer training. And I'm like, mum, I just want to go home and clean my room and do my washing. Like, <laughs> I've got all this clean washing, but I haven't ironed anything for like four days. I just want to go and fold my washing and put it into my cupboard all nice. Like, I just want to go do things like that yep. that are, for me, is self-care. Like things that I just, you know, me time. Like, yeah. it's so important. I think too, even like you were saying that part of the reason that you've had the success that you have when it comes to your social media is because people are interested, they're invested, they want to watch, they want to know like what it is you're doing in your day-to-day life. Like they look up to you, you have that sort of influence because of, you know, how authentic you've been and Mm. um, they're interested in just like the general day-to-day stuff that you do. And so I think it can be tricky as a content creator and and someone online when you've grown your following because of a particular way of life or lifestyle and you've got that like yeah. influ- like lifestyle influencer mm-hmm. kind of niche. Um, but then it's really easy to kind of get like trapped in this cycle of being like, okay, well, the people want to watch me like do today, do my day-to-day life, but then like if I'm tired and don't want to go to the gym then I can't do that but then also you know am I going to the gym and doing that because people want to see it or do people want to see it because I'm doing it like (laughs) see that's that is huge like what you've literally just said summarizes that to a T like for me most common question I get what do you do for work because Mm. they're like you do this this like do you have a job or do you (laughs) just casually go and sell yourself out to here and here and here and just work here blah blah so what you said, I would love to be an influencer that can film a daily vlog. Like, I would love that. I would love to take someone through my day. Reality is it's repetitive. And if I had time to get my phone out every half an hour at work, I'd do it, but I can't. I'm not mm. going to sit here and show you me at my desk working all day or going to stop. Like I get people want to see it and I will do it. But for me, I'm loving like the gym videos. I do a vlog here and there on TikTok, like, join me for a day. It's a Friday. Yeah. It's my day off, but it's not really my day off. And we go and work four different jobs or do a social media post or talk through. Like one of my vlogs I watched and I was like, I'd actually watch and just be like, you're chaotic. It's annoying. <laughs> like I don't get what you're doing. Like I have those moments where I'm mm-hmm. like, I'd love to be consistent, which I am. I try and be as consistent that I can, like as I, as I can, sorry. But like reality is, if you keep it transparent and you just don't get, that's why I don't get on and talk on my stories a lot. I would love to be more interactive with my following base, which in all honesty, my following base three months ago before I met my manager was like 91% male and mm. 9% female, all from TikTok. Cause I'd be like wearing a pair of jeans or yeah. a dress. And 
recently, especially with my fitness stuff and like girls wanting to know what I'm wearing, which was like super exciting. It's the most rewarding feeling when someone asks you where you got your outfit from. Yeah. I never had that. And then the last three months I'm now sitting at 45 women and 55 men, which for Instagram I was like brands, like brands favor that because how am I going to promote girls' stuff to a male audience? So I was doing work with like supplement brands or, you know, like it's stuff like that where it's it fits in with your audience but I didn't want to do that like I wanted to see all these girls that were doing white fox and I wanted to work with white fox or like define like I'd love to work with define but I work with like keep that pump now and stuff like that that I because I got into fitness and I always think like you could have not done that and you could have been stuck in the same spot posting videos of you wearing an outfit that accentuates your curves or gets you a bit of viewers which is mainly just men mm moving into that side of my manager getting me big deals like that I was like oh my god it's all working out and yeah. now is the time like only the last since I signed Tammy Finn like three months this has like been my biggest growth season for like what I've wanted to see in my influencing or social media phase and that's why now for me social media is still fun it's my break time I never want to have that because reality, I can't just live off my social media money. I don't want to. I don't want to. I can't sustain a life like that. So I find benefits and enjoyment in what I do for social media. But I love having my full time job because it's routine and I have a beautiful workplace. I have workplace culture. I get annual holidays. I build a community and a family and work. And everything I do now is just, you know, it's fun social media is fun it can be really stressful sometimes and it's really hard to keep up like really hard mm-hmm. and to find time to do the content like by the time I finish work and stuff it's like eight hey, so I go film a night gym session no one even knows it's night time like <laughs> some nights after work and soccer training I finish at like 11 and I come home and I'm like that video is due tomorrow thank god I got that done because if I didn't do it I have no content yeah you know Actually, you brought up a couple of things that I want to sort of touch on one mm-hmm. is I think it's really easy for people to look at people with followings and mm. what a bit and and I'm guilty of this sometimes as mm. well in being like, oh my God, okay, like I really want to just grow my following. Like I need X number, like I'll be happy when I hit ten thousand followers, twenty thousand, fifty, yeah. whatever it is. But you raise a really good point that it's not just about the number, it's also about the demographic. And, you know, that applies to the social media influencing side of things because, as you Mm -hmm. say, like brands want to work with influencers and profiles and creators that are helping their business a certain type of audience that like Mm -hmm. aligns with their brand. Um, But then for coaches as well, it's, you know, you're obviously trying to sell to a particular demographic who are going to buy PT, online coaching, all of that kind of stuff. And so it's not just, okay, like how can I get viral and um, like get a whole bunch of followers? Um, It's how can I target the right people and target people that are going to buy as well. But even like see how you've just said that, like coming from someone who had a male audience Mm. and it was kind of selective random. I wasn't getting girls being like, where's your outfit from? Like, you know, those girls where you're like, They've got, like, girls that, like, kind of look up to them, not in that way, but, like, you know, admire what they're wearing or admire their routine. I wasn't getting that. So I was like, how do I have these followers? It's a really weird navigating system when you're in social media. Yeah. I was always not constantly comparing because I am very solid in myself. I'm very happy. I'm a very confident girl and I don't need someone. As much as Instagram you post for validation, I don't I can't sit on my phone and go, oh, you keep telling me that. Like, yeah. Could tell me I'm pretty. You love, I love posting. But. When I've recently went viral for this reel 
for biggest moment for me where I was like, oh my God, maybe I'm starting to hit my market is I was following girls that for me, I was watching their content, like gym content. I was like, oh my God, like I love what you're posting. And they started following me back. Yeah. And you sit there and I'm not a fangirl. <laughs> I am a fangirl. Like I was getting girls following me and I was like, oh my gosh, they've seen my gym video. Oh my God, they're following. And I followed them for years. And like mm-hmm. some of them, like I even would message and be like, I'm just having a massive girl crush moment. Like I'm just letting you know this is massive because that's just me. And I'm just like, this is like 20, I've got 26,000 followers. And I'm, I still think I'm tiny on the retrospect of some of these girls that I've looked up to. But when they follow you, you're like, oh my God, like me, 16 year old me would be crying. Like they'd mm-hmm. be so excited and be like, oh my God, we, we did that. Like I always think back on that. And I'm like, hard on myself. But now seeing what I've always wanted in return, and that's the help of my manager too. Like I don't have time to sit and reply to emails, which I used to. Now, you, like if I had to manage myself, I'd be screwed. Like I just can't get to emails. And, yeah, it's just like your demographic. Like I was just blaseing through it. Yeah, it's my, I wasn't even interested in my demographic, to be honest. I wasn't even yeah. looking. And then when I started realising brands, we were reaching out to brands and they were like, can we see her stats? And they were like, unfortunately, which I understand brands have to do it, but unfortunately she doesn't meet the criteria and it's it is defeating it's like mm. oh but i know that if you just gave me it and i promoted that maybe i would get that audience yeah but you can't preach i'm not going to preach and beg and beg and beg because it'll happen yeah so now when they've come back or they've seen something i've posted or my manager reaches out and stats change that final approval where they're like yeah i'll work with you it's like oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> get so yeah. excited and I think too, there there is this almost reciprocal relationship there because I know there were a couple of times that I went viral on TikTok and just because of the yeah. nature of the videos, again, I got this influx of, of followers, but they were all men again. And so it's like, I don't want you. <laughs> like my like, first video. Oh. Sure. And like, I want the community. I don't coach, like, I don't really coach men. I don't want you here. And also, like, I want to be able to, like, talk about things or, like, talk about yeah whether it's periods or, like, women's health or, like, talk about female-specific training. And then or... get hate from Yeah. Men. Like, I'm not generalising any sort of, like, gender, but, like, you've got guys and they're being, like, ew, or, like, I don't want to yeah. hear this. Like, unfollow me then. Like, this yeah. is how it is. But even, like, my partner that I'm seeing now I post my gym videos, right? And now that I have the demographic, I know that a lot of it is women's traffic, like, coming through. But he's like, you know that, like, most guys aren't – and he doesn't even mean it in a bad way, but he's very factual. He's like, there's views. You've got a lot of women obviously looking at that. They're saving it. Like, I know girls would be saving it for a routine. He goes, but when guys look at that, they're not looking – to replicate a women's fitness like because like, yeah. I, I can't do what is i going to do 12 kilo shoulder press they're going to do 25 kilo you know yeah. and he goes they're looking so it's all about balance mm. i know i'm going to have this amount of people who are looking for this i also have these people who are invested in what i'm doing or want to know what i'm what i'm wearing like that stuff you have to have balance and that's like a big thing on hate mm. i have never had an issue with hate i see hate it does not phase me i'm very lucky and i'm grateful that I've come and I think it's mainly my family I'm very was raised in a house where it's like you're fortunate you're lucky you've got everything you could need even when I have bad days I just sit and be like it's actually okay like I've, I've been really good with that but I get hate and my biggest thing was like eat a burger or you know what I mean because I'm tiny 
Mm-hmm. But like I don't like you know what I mean. Like I'm I'm healthy. I'm grateful that I like I love my physique. Mm-hmm. But I get hate like that, and I'm like, huh, yeah, yeah. And most of the hate brings up the engagement. Like most yeah. of my videos that have gone viral have so much hate in them. I'm yeah. Like, okay, works it out. It's it's one of those things. Yeah, with the hate, it's like it's such a catch twenty two because you're like, mm. oh, I want to like leave this up because like yes, I want the engagement, but also yeah. like I don't want the hate and like it's my page and I can take the like I can delete your comment if I want to like Seriously. if it doesn't make me feel good. See ya. Bye. For sure. And yeah. also, I find too like the people that are leaving hate like there's very much a difference between like hate and constructive feedback and yep. like people that are leaving hate are probably not your target audience anyway and like in oh. my experience as I said the videos that have gone really viral on TikTok and have brought in this influx of you know followers have also then often come with a few more hate comments kind of thing 100%. and it's always just like the stupidest forms of hate another thing with social media there's so much scary not scary stuff but I think a big thing for me when you start posting your life in your home and like my mum's got a beautiful view where she lives and people start figuring out where you're living Mm. you start becoming very selective with what you're sharing and who you're posting like I've got a 12 year old sister and I'm not gonna lie she's like she's 12 and obviously we've my sister and I both have a TikTok presence so you know, she's been like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God, this is on TikTok. And I've got to remember that she's 12 and she's got friends that, you know, everyone can mm-hmm. see stuff like this. But I post her and when people, like, on my story and when people like it and they're, like, randoms or yeah, you have to, like, I've become so careful with some of the stuff I post because reality is these are probably 23, like, out of the 26,000 I have, 25.5 are probably strangers. Yeah. I know 300. Like it's, yeah. I never understood that until I started being like, oh, I'm going to stop posting home or I'm going to be a bit more selective about where I'm posting where I live or, you know, mm-hmm. like even where, where, I, work, where I go I... to my gym or where I work. Like, and I, yes, I put my work in my, but it's a bit more of a commercial space and it's more traffic because we do obviously get work, my work through there. Mm-hmm. But I am careful because like you, some of the dams you receive and yeah. you read and you're like, oh. Like that's yeah. scary. It is. Yeah. So it's just such a there's so much to navigate. I bet you if we had a podcast in a year's time, we'd be laughing at the conversation we're having now. <laughs> like it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, but it is like you you make a good point in terms of like obviously we've had this discussion about sort of the importance of authenticity and sort of like mm. being transparent and showing up and just sort of like doing your day-to-day life. But you know, there is obviously like not even that there's a limit necessarily, but you do just need to be mindful. And so whether it's cool, I'm comfortable showing the gym that I work out of and stuff like that, and I'm comfortable filming there, but maybe I don't post those stories until after I've left or, you know. Yeah. Because I was the same. Like if I was posting, um, you know, stories and whatnot at the gym, the gym's got a big, like it's got the name on the the wall. And so it was sort of like, well, I actually don't want some of these creepy people that are annoying me on TikTok to come and find out where I work and where I train. And so can I sort of maneuver the angle of the camera so that you can't actually see which gym it is. But then it's a catch-22 because half the time, you know, if you're doing the influencing, you're trying to promote a certain space. And so you need to have those details. Or again, for me as a personal trainer, I'm like, well, they need to know where I work. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And like, it's, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Like, and I have to, another thing, that a lot of people don't understand. It's really hard to, 
like even in relationships, mm-hmm. if you've got that following and you do that for work, you need to be with someone that either understands that and respects that, but you also have to value the opinions and morals of someone else. If you date someone who's not really fond of social media, and it happens, it happens every day. You might date someone who's like, I don't want you posting that, which I can understand. I've got a limit. If I have a partner and they're not comfortable with me posting myself and my swimmers, one, constructive conversation. You can't really tell me what to do, but there has to be yeah. a respect level. And I've learned that now. Some people I can understand, like my parents, like, you know, I've got family on there watching, so I can understand that certain photos and videos I may not want. Like, would I want my kids to see that or my yeah. cousin or my sister? So I think a big thing with like relationships and posting like where you work or you know you and your partner and you're in the car or you know I can you have to you just got to learn to respect people's boundaries it's Mm. so big and if you're doing it for the good and you're doing things that you're getting returned like I think if you're gonna make money off it you're gonna bust ass and you love it and you really love what you're doing whatever if sometimes I have to wear like I look up now and I get heaps of free stuff like you know people reaching out if I don't want to post it I'll just say no yeah there's a dollar figure now with it if you don't want to pay it that's fine but you have to start thinking if I saw this in 10 years time would I want to see it is it something that's on there and for the start I wanted to just get everything I was like just give me give me give me so like just selfish like just give me free 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 posting photos and I'm like if my kid was in school in five years time he was like mommy there's this photo would I be proud of that photo or something being on there so you've got to Literally everything I post now, I always have, like you said, what I'm posting, who I'm with, what's this person going to think. Got to keep it and do what you want to do, but you always have to acknowledge stuff like that. Not that you got to please anyone else, but you just got to think, you know, yeah. if my kids, I'm like in a mentality now where I'm like, well, if my kid asked me what I think, what would I say? Yeah, it's, like, it's a really good point. And this is a conversation that I've had with like my partner in the last couple of months yeah. as well, because he... Like he's not on social media. He he understands that he respects it. He understands that it's like a part of my job, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it's just sort of like making sure that the stuff that you're doing on there is respectful because like you are a reflection of, you know, your relationship. And it's not even just a partner, it's friendships, it's family, it's all of that kind of stuff. Um, And so it's, yeah, as you say, it's not oh, they can control what you do, but it's just having a mutual respect and understanding that, sure, maybe they don't want to be on your social media, that's fine, but then also like it's then also not respectful if you're trying to pretend that you're single Single. or... (laughs) Exactly, and that's why like now the active conversations I'm having with people I meet or people I have genuine interest with or deeper relationships with because it's like let's establish this first so six months down the track after you're dating me and you tell me you've got an issue with it, I'm going to say, well, we've spoken about this. This is my job. You can leave. Like, yeah. Not even in a bad way, but you have to, like people I meet now or like my parents or my partners, future partners, all that stuff. That's what I do. It's part of my work. This is where I'm at with my work. Post active wear and some tights. Um, I don't really post like anything revealing. I don't. Mm. But this is where I'm at. If you're okay with that now, cool. You can't go back on it now unless yeah. I start really getting rude or posting stuff, you know. But you want those people, anyone I'm with now, I want like, people to know who my friends are and I want people to know who my partner is and it doesn't mean I have to post a partner every two seconds, but I'd love to post a photo for birthday or we go on a nice holiday and it's like, yeah. oh, because I want people to know that that's my yeah. person, do you know? So yeah. I'm just like, and it's so nice talking about this in a way that maybe someone will see it and take a little bit of advice that I have given, even though I'm only 21, 
I've gone through, I think, enough experiences with different types of people and different realms of life or different jobs, stuff like that, where I'm like if one person can walk away and just be like, you know what, I listened to her and as she said, you will figure it out. I think I don't know where I'm going to be in three years' time, but I know that where I am now is something I'd like to be. I think that is amazing advice. We've covered so much today. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, I've gained so many insights. Yeah. I'm sure the people listening, because I think influencing and social media and content creation is one of those things that people look at from this outside and, like, see these people and they see these profiles and see these creators and they're like, what the heck? <laughs> How do they I'd get love to there? do that. How do what they do, they do? It? Like, It's yeah, easy. Exactly. That's my favourite. It's easy. Yeah. It's like it's actually not. <laughs> no. no, and also it's a like full time job because most people can never actually just start from like a blank page and therefore no. not work any other job and get mm. to a point where they can like fully sustain themselves on social yeah. media. So there's always this phase of you know doing multiple jobs and then tr- like side hustling and like trying to find time to get content and like you need to be consistent with content. And so to be consistent with anything, like it's a lot of effort. So I think, again, I've gained so much insight. I hope the people that are listening to this episode have gained a lot of insight as well. Where can we find you to follow along with that journey and connection? So my Instagram name is Lily Jane Babic. So it's L-I-L-L-Y, some complicated, and then Jane B-A-B-I. CC, same as TikTok, and that's kind of all I have at the moment. But. That's amazing. I'll have mm-hmm. both those accounts linked in the show notes of this episode. Oh, but amazing. thank you so much for coming thank on the you. AWPT podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation mm-hmm. and I can't wait to continue chatting in the future. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Thank you for listening to the Actually Qualified podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content. Catch you next time.